0: The lectionary today gives us two different choices for the first reading, but I wanted us to hear the passage from the Song of Songs, which we heard, it's the first reading. Hark, my lover, here he comes springing across the mountains. We don't hear a lot of text from this book read in the liturgy. It's sort of the romance section of the Bible that no one knew existed. Some of the phrasing of this poem may sound odd to our modern ears, but In form, it is a love poem, where two lovers speak back and forth to one another. In fact, ancient Christians considered it so steamy that St. Benedict forbade his monks to read it alone, lest they fall into temptation. But the image that we are given in this poem is one that is meant to portray for us the love of God toward his people, and his people toward their God. If you read the Old Testament closely enough, you'll find that there is an overarching theme through the whole Bible of marriage. The sacred authors continually speak of the covenant between God and his people. And whenever the people break this covenant, it is not called sin, it's called adultery. And this theme is continued through most of the books of the Old Testament, up until Israel becomes so distant from God that the prophets begin to speak of Israel becoming a prostitute to other nations. So when you read the Song of Songs through this window, you see that the poet is intending to speak as the mouthpiece of Israel, and therefore you get a whole new meaning. Israel, having forsaken her spouse, is now given the promise of a messiah. And as she sees the Messiah approaching, she calls out, Hark, my lover, here he comes, springing across the mountains. And the response from God is significant. In the poem, God is looking over his people, over his unfaithful spouse, and he says, Arise, my beloved, my dove, my beautiful one, and come. For see, the winter is long past, the rains are over in God, the flowers appear on the earth. Israel had so far forsaken God that God would seem to have the right to put her away, to consider her destitute, lacking any beauty at all. But God is infatuated with his people and desires nothing more than for his bride to be made beautiful once more and to stand at his side. In the Old Testament, the people of God is known in Hebrew as the kahal Yahweh. The Hebrew term kahal translates into the Greek ekklesia, which in English is church. God has made the church his spouse and has chosen to raise her up from the unfaithful and the destitute state that she was in and to crown her once again. But to accomplish this goal, God grants each of us a participation in the work of his church, Her beautification, her faithfulness to God rest in our hands, particularly in our hands as educators. And so while most of us are not responsible for handing on the faith in an academic way, all of us are here in this school to take part in the great ministry of building up and adorning the church with young people dedicated to the Lord and dedicated to the well-being of society. So it's no small task what happens in these walls. In many ways, what happens here is more important than acts of Congress or the care of city infrastructure or even the entertainment industry, and that may not be reflected in your pay subs. The ministry, and it is a ministry, which is entrusted to us at this school is the building up of the church, the protection of the spouse of Christ.